Never show any sign of weakness. Always go for the throw. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you Investor's Edge with Gary Kulbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kulbaum. And look once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kulbaum, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is Monday, May 6th. 2019. As always, every Monday we pre-tape the show in the final hour of the market. And we will get into that in just a couple of moments. It was one of those days in the markets because some things that are going on and the things that were tweeted, and you know what that means. Lots to cover today. We will do markets. We will do Israel. We will do the Democratic primary. We will do... Oh, man. I'm going to get hate mail from the Trumpsters as well as complimentary mail from the Trumpsters today. We'll get it all. Listen, we're just reporting the news. Hope you had a good weekend. If you do not get the show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archived. We're live 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also, GaryK.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter at Gary Kulpam. You can email me. Just be nice. Read our commentary and articles we post. If you'd like to hear what we're doing, would like to hear what you're doing, press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you. Or our email service with one month free. Check it out right there, convictionleaders.com, right on the front page of GaryK.com. Just click. So the market opened up like, uh, I'm giving you approximates, 425, Dow down 425 today. Uh, NASDAQ 150-ish, maybe it was 160 or 170, maybe it was 135, I don't know, but it, it was down. Here was the story. Over the weekend, the president put out a tweet in two parts, uh, basically that he was pissed off at China, that uh, we are not going to have a deal unless so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Uh, blah, 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 China's doing this and China's doing that, and uh, we're not going to stand for it. There'll be no deal. In fact, by Friday, we're going to put more uh, tariffs on them. That was the story. Here we go. From Donald Trump. For 10 months, China has been paying tariffs to the USA of 25% on $50 billion of high-tech and 10% on $200 billion of other goods. These payments are partially responsible for our great economic results. The 10% will go up to 25% on Friday of $325 billion of additional goods sent to us by China remain untaxed, but will shortly be at a rate of 25%. The tariffs paid to the USA have little impact on product costs, mostly borne by China. The trade deal with China continues, but too slowly as they attempt to renegotiate. No. All right, so let me be clear about a couple of things. Donald Trump doesn't know what the hell he's talking about on tariffs. That's number one. Sorry, Trumpsters. Uh, tariffs are not something one country pays to another. In this case, China to the U.S. Uh, they're basically a, a tax uh, that whoever buys the products has to pay. So it's the company that they don't want to pass it on to the consumer. The company eats it, and uh, often it's down to the consumer. So a $500 washing machine may cost uh, $600 with tariff steel. Anyway, whatever. Uh, so the president put that out, and all of a sudden everybody's crapping in their pants. Oh, my God, we're not going to have a deal. China comes out in states. Uh, we don't even know if we're going to come to the United States then. They're supposed to come here this week as a delegation to do, uh, negotiate a trade deal. So the market was getting killed, and then it's announced that, nope, no, 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 no. Uh, China delegation's on the plane. We're just not sure who they are. So as I speak, the Dow's only down. By the way, we're in the uh, last hour of the market today, uh, and it's 3.20 p.m. So let me just say the market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbach, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man. You're either in or out of the market with proprietary indicators. Go check it out, investment-models.com. And let me repeat, 
Donald Trump doesn't know what the hell he's talking about on tariffs. But I digress. As I speak, the Dow, which was down 400 and change, is down 70. The NASDAQ is down 40. It was down like one, let's just call it 140. Uh, the NASDAQ 100 was probably down the same as only down 51. Russell 2000 is up. Remember, on Friday, the Russell 2000 started really outperforming and broke above midline range. Still way underperforming uh, the bigger indices, but near term outperforming. So the Russell 2000. And that's the story of the today. Nice little comeback today. After a very weak open. And of note, just going to go through a few things as we go towards the close. I want to start with United Health. Why? Uh, write this down. Number one, earlier today, earlier today I noticed, not a big deal, that a director pers- purchased 6,400 shares of stock on May 1st that have an average cost of $233. $1.5 million. Not the biggest deal. But the CEO bought 20,000 shares on May 3rd at a little low price of almost $232, about $4.6 million. United Health is up seven bucks today to 239. Why? Not because of this news, but they have something called the Sohn Investment Conference now, S-O-H-N, and a bunch of hedge funds are out there. So one of the hedge fund guys named Larry Robbins from Glenview Capital, I usually quote these people, but he said something I said to you in the last couple of weeks. He basically came out and said, there's no way this Medicare for all thing is ever going to go. And if all these managed care stocks and hospital stocks drop because of that, then these things have to come back. That, well, he's basically saying that. So United Health's up seven, Anthem's up six, Cigna, his favorite name's up five. So just a combination of the two things of the insiders as well as that has United Health up. So it was down, uh, let me see what it was down earlier. Hold on a second. I'll give you an idea what's going on. United Health today hit uh, 220, so it's a 12-point difference. You're talking about 80, 75, 80 Dow point difference of it rallying up. That's helped. And just everything's off the lows. Apple was down seven, is only down three and change. Boeing was down eight, is only down four and change. Chinese stocks have been getting hit because of if the China deal doesn't get done. Remember Alibaba we were talking to you about? Really nice breakout above 189. Well, it was down nine. It's down six and change still. And just not a good day for Chinese stocks. Remember semiconductors? Well, they were down 57, only down 28 now. So they're doing a little bit better off the lows. So a good day off the open, but we're still down. But let me repeat, the Russell 2000's up. Other indices, better. And that's today. Uh, software stocks, they were hit pr- pretty hard on the open. Eh, kind of sort on the green now for most of them. Kind of sort on the green. Saw a bunch of names pull back into the 50-day moving average and hold. Software names. Growth names, eh, not bad. Chipotle's up eight. Uh, Chipotle had a very bad reaction to earnings and is right back up. We thought the earnings were good. Break above 721 would be bullish. 718. And on the pullback, it dropped right down to the 50-day moving average. That's Chipotle. And then just things like, I'll just throw some symbols out. Shop, S-H-O-P, was down seven. It's up one and change. Paycom, P-A-Y-C. N-O-W is up a buck and change after being down six. That's the type of day it's been. And we still have um, 36 minutes to go in the market. Who knows? We can be up by the close. I wouldn't doubt it. But suppose this Chinese come here and nothing gets done. That's an interesting question to answer. Up next, more in the markets. Lots to cover. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is one only investors in. 
It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Kaltbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And we're forced against the Investor's Edge. Uh, we are pre-taping the show in the final hour. It's D26. The Dow is only down 45 now. S&P is only down 9. NASDAQ is only down 33. NASDAQ 100 is only down 44. The Sox is only down 26. The Russell 2000 is up after a nauseating open. And what do we tell you? Market opens down 400. Let's say we finish here. What does that tell you physically? Market got defended. And the amazing thing about the market getting defended here, it's stretched and extended. Dose of bullishness, some frothiness. You would think maybe they'd pull it back. Nope. We'll see how the close goes. We'll get you very close to the close. Uh, a few things I want to bring up just off the beaten path. You ready for this? In a poll, Biden is at 46, Sanders at 14, Buttigieg at 8, Warren at 7, Harris at 6, Beto. I'm not even going to call him Beto. His name's Robert. I don't even know why Beto uh, is 3, and Cory Booker is 3. So Biden is winning by 32 points? That's unbelievable. I'm thrilled. I can't tell you how thrilled I am about that. Gary, what do you mean you're thrilled? He's in the Socialist Party. It tells me the party as a whole is not going socialist. Everybody's been thinking it's Bernie, 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 the yuts. No. Out of the gate, Biden's murdering them. I'm thrilled to see that. And by the way, by the way, I'm no fan, but in comparison to the others, my goodness gracious, holy hell. You know, I'm really careful with my words, very careful with my words. Bernie Sanders is a freaking nightmare of epic proportions. He's not a socialist, he's a communist. And I'm not using the term communist and Stalin and all these guys that want to murder zillions of people. He's an economic communist. It's a nightmare of epic proportions. He's proposed in the past 100% tax on anybody making more than a million dollars. Every dollar goes to the state above. You know what that would do to the economy? A nightmare. That's what it would do to the economy. His economic ideas? Sickening. Imbecilic, moronic, doofus-like. No sense whatsoever, no logic to it. It's just authoritarian, socialist, slash communist dictatorship of your money. I give him one bit of shred of credit. He had the grapefruits when he was running against Hillary to tell the middle class that their taxes would go up, but don't worry, I'm going to give you more in return than you give me. Yeah, sure, right. You give Bernie Sanders a thousand dollars. Oh, I'm going to give you back a thousand and one. He's a yutz, and I would say it to his face. Wow. Anyway, so Biden's at forty-six, and I must tell you, you know what that means. Oh, they're going to go after Biden in a big way. They're going to shred the living, you know what's out of him. But I will say, in the next, I say four weeks. I think we're up to twenty-one now. A few people will drop off. I'm hearing this other. Maniac de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, is running for president now. 
another nutcase that believes you're a moron and more of your money has to be in their pockets to dole out. And they'll let you know what to do. Don't worry, we're going to outline all these rules and regulations that you better follow or else. Or else. You know how they call Trump a dictator? You know they call him a dictator, an authoritarian. Trump's the opposite. Trump lowered taxes and regulations. That's the opposite of what a dictator would do. Just so you know. What else? Uh, Israel. Uh, Hamas is uh, lobbing hundreds of missiles into Israel. A few Israelis died. Now, when I was there a few years, I don't remember what year it was, but 15 times I had to go into bomb shelters. That's when they were were getting hit, and uh, the, the Iron Dome took them all out. The last time I was going into a bomb shelter, I was in a restaurant in Tel Aviv on the beach. When the sirens went off, it was the funniest sight. Here's what happened. All the tourists ran into the shelter, which was on one side of the kitchen. All the Israelis just sat at their tables. You know what I did? I looked at my wife and said, go sit down. Anyway, Hamas is doing this. And why do I bring this up? One of the 435 votes and is also on the Foreign Affairs Committee is this people, Omar. She's blaming Israel for occupying Palestine when Israel doesn't occupy it. Hamas does. And Hamas destroys the people there, plunders all the wealth, and then tries to kill people in Israel. Yet, on the Foreign Affairs Committee, she's defending terrorism and terrorists. And I'd say that to her face. The world is going nuts. Well, we just have an anti-Semitic piece of crap in, in our house. How to do that. Next! Let me see how much time I have left. Hundreds of ex-federal prosecutors, both, both sides of the aisle, Democrat and Republican, have put out and signed a letter saying the President of the United States, Donald Trump, would have been charged with multiple felonies of uh, obstruction if he were not President. Just letting you know. I just want to report that. And I'm thinking to myself, why would they do that? And you know, they come out, well, it's uh, non-biased, Republicans and Democrats. I don't see anything non-biased anymore. The deep state is not biased. They didn't want him in from day one. So why would they do that? Interesting, huh? Up next, I'll expound then back into the markets, and much more. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor. You're listening to America is talking. Investor's Edge. You've got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coldbaugh. So highly recommended. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. And look, once again, to Investor's Edge. So I asked the question again, why would they, both Democrat and Republican federal prosecutors, put this out? Think about it. Why? The fix is in. And I'm no Trumpster. But that's the fix. It's the definition of the fix. There's no reason to do it. Nothing's going to come of it. Nothing's going to come of it. You know what the other thing that's going on right now? Everybody having fit? You know, they're all going after this William Barr attorney general. They want to hold him in contempt of Congress. They want to be about lying to Congress, ignoring the congressional subpoenas. Pelosi's out there having a fit. But on June 28, 2012, the House voted 255 to 67 to hold Barack Obama's Attorney General Eric Holden in criminal contempt for failure to turn over documents related to uh, Operation Fast and Furious. Back then, Pelosi completely ignored the charge against Holder. 
and told reporters that the entire concept of holding the Attorney General in contempt was a Republican plot. But now it's not a plot. Now you've got to do the right thing. You've got to do the right thing. You've got to do the right thing. The fix. Amazing to watch, ladies and gentlemen. It really is. It's amazing to watch. Republicans and Democrats go after the president today knowing nothing's going to come of it. All it's there to do is embarrass. And listen, I'm no attorney. I, I read a bunch of the Mueller report. I think some nefarious stuff was done by Trump. Absolutely. I don't know what the definition of obstruction is, legally, but certainly he tried to maneuver. But nothing's coming out. It's done. It's over. It's history. You better beat in the new election. you got to win Michigan, Pennsylvania, Florida, and Wisconsin. You win two of those, you win the presidency. You don't, you don't. Anyway. Lastly, and we'll get back to markets. Michael Cohen, you know who that is? The ex-attorney of uh, Trump? He's in jail today. He went to jail. Said he's got a lot more to say about Trump. You know what I find interesting? You know, I watch things. I read several newspapers a day. I keep uh, three TVs on at all time. Uh, two silent, uh, one on. But um, when I look around, I see if they're talking about something I have an interest in. We have a term for this guy, Michael Cohen. And I know others will say he's a, a stooge and a stoolie and a turncoat and all that. But in my world, where I came from, it's just a bum. He lived off Trump and kissed his rear end, Trump's rear end, for years. Not days, not months, years. About a decade. Lived off the fat of the land. My best buddy, Donald Trump. Now Trump's the Antichrist. Because he was caught committing crimes that had nothing to do with Trump. In my world, we call him a bum. We have another word in my world. Can't say it. Anyway, I just think all this is a big wow. And man, I think there's going to be a lot of movies made on all this going forward. And lastly, I saw The Avengers this weekend. Damn, was it good. If you can hold me for three hours in a movie, if you haven't seen it and you've been watching all those movies, you've got to go see it. And now we're done with the news. Uh, as I speak, Dow is only down 30, S&P only down 9, NASDAQ 31, NASDAQ 144, United Health doing the trick up, tr- up 8, I told you why. My hopes is that it's up 8 because of a combination of that guy at the uh, investment conference and the news of the insider buying. Give me a pullback cut in half and I'm buying some. I don't usually say that on air, but I'm just letting you know. Because remember what I told you, if these stocks are down just on the worry of Medicare for all, as I said to you, that can't even begin to happen two years from now. And you're going to have to have a president that wants that, and not everybody on the left wants it. Most do, though, I must admit. Now, the big thing we're going to watch for this week, if there's no deal with China, if China gives Trump the middle finger because of what Trump just did and threatened them, let me just tell you, China's not going to sit down. Chinese government just not going to sit there and say, yes, sir, can I have some more? Slap me in the face again. That's not going to happen. And I think the big move down early was the worry that China wasn't even going to come here. But they're on their way, from what we're told. We'll be watching closely. Uh, earnings this week. You know, as we told you, most of the biggies, if not all. But just the, through a few names that are going to be coming out. Yeah, Symantec. 
Trade Desk TTD. It's been a strong name. I'm looking. You know, nothing really sticks. Oh, Disney, my bad. Disney does report this week. And that's been acting well off of the streaming and the Avengers. Uh, Wingstop, I heard they have good wings. Match.com, IAC Interactive. Lyft reports this week. No, really, Lyft reports this week. Uh, But that's about it. Uber. Uber's coming public. This week I'm here. So just letting you know a few things. Number one. Uh, in the fall, investment bankers floated uh, a valuation of $120 billion. Uh, last month, $100 billion. Last week, $90 billion. And that's because of how bad Lyft has come out. Uh, at IPO, it should be, uh, should be valued between 80 and 90. It plans to sell 207 million shares. Uh, only two other United States IPOs has ever been more valuable at IPO. They lose a crap load of money. For, oh, revenue is slowed. In 2018, its revenue rose 42% to $11.3 billion. But the year before, it doubled. So from 100% down to 42 Spending continues to rise. They reached $14 billion last year, up 19% from 2017. You ready for this number? In the first three months of this year, Uber lost $1.1 billion. Last year, Uber lost $1.8 billion for the whole year. In 2017, it lost $4 billion. Uh, things are plateauing. It now operates in more than 63 countries and 700 cities around the world, completing more than 15 million trips a day. 91 million monthly users in 2018, up 34% a year earlier, and that slowed down also. Uber Eats, uh, revenue nearly tripled to $1.5 billion in 2018 from $587 million a year earlier. And of course, Uber wants them to get into a lot of crap, but I have to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Getting your food delivered costs a lot of money. Too much for my taste. I was going to get some food delivered a couple weeks ago in, uh, what was it, um, uh, Grubhub. They wanted a lot. And then they sent me a $15 gift certificate to try them out. Still haven't tried it out yet. Up next, foreign markets. And be careful what people say. That's up next on Investor's Edge. You're listening to... What are you waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Action! Investor's Edge with Gary Culpa. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Market has slipped a little. Uh, Dow down 66, S&P down 13, NASDAQ down 40, NASDAQ 100 down 52. The Russell 2000's up a smidge. Bigger story is United Health uh, was down four, is now up eight on that news I gave you a little bit ago. That 12 points is about, what, about 75, 80 Dow points to the better. Uh, I will tell you that the software name is mostly red early and now green. Uh, semiconductor still down 29. I can't wait to scan this tonight. All right, ladies and gentlemen, listen carefully. John Higginlooper served as governor of Colorado from 2011 to 2019, and he is a candidate for the Democratic presidential nomination. He wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. Go read it. You know what it's titled? I'm running to save capitalism. I'm like, really? That's great. And then I read it. Would you like to know the difference between a socialist and a capitalist, ladies and gentlemen? It's somebody who's saying, I'm running to save capitalism, but every proposal is socialism. You ready? Titled, I'm running to save capitalism, paragraph. To save capitalism, the government has to adjust it. 
I swear to you, that's what he says. To save capitalism, the government has to adjust it. What? 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 First, it has to make obtaining necessary skills affordable. No, it doesn't. But that's nothing. Next, a new paragraph. The government, notice that word, the government has to expand and extend the existing earned income tax credit. The government. Paragraph one, the government has to adjust it. Number two, the government has to expand. I remind you, the title of the article, I'm running to save capitalism. Number three, the government has to protect the heart of capitalism competition by strengthening antitrust enforcement. More government. No, really. The title of the article, I'm running to save capitalism. But the government and the government and the government must do this, that, and the other thing. Next, the government needs to reform the U.S. healthcare system, to provide universal coverage, reduce costs. When does the government ever reduce costs on anything? Tell me, Bueller. So let's go backwards. The title, I'm running to save capitalism. Paragraph, the government. Paragraph, the government. Paragraph, the government. Paragraph, the government. You ready? I'm not done. Next paragraph. The government also must tax capital gains, adjusted for inflation, as the same rate at the same rate as income. The government. The man wants to save capitalism with more government. Holy crap. But I'm not done. The government should expand trade rather than adopt the protectionist crouch. The government. Is there anything in this op-ed that's not government-run from a guy that says he's going to save capitalism? What happened to we the people? No, it's we the government. Now I'll give this guy one credit, one bit of credit. He does reject the idea that we can improve health care by turning entirely over to the government. He says more than 150 million Americans have private coverage through their employers. And the majority of Americans are satisfied with the coverage they have. So I'm going to give them that great one. Anyway. What is that? Wolf in sheep's clothing? Is that the line? I'm running to save capitalism. By the government, the government, the government, the government, and more government doing more of the government. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Welcome to the world. It never ends. Uh, it's 3.52 p.m. We just bounced a little bit. Dow only down 40, and that's because uh, United Health still going up a little bit. Uh, S&P down 10. NASDAQ down 36. NASDAQ 100 down 47. And it's 3.52 p.m. Uh, good day on the medical, because the guy from the conference said healthcare. And yes, these people are listened to by the big money. And I repeat, if United Health just cuts in half what it did today, I'm going to be looking at it. And I'll probably buy a few. Don't know if that's going to happen now. Time will tell. Anyway, I know we're doing a lot more on capitalism and socialism and socialism and capitalism. This is a show about you and your money, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know that the greatness of this country is we the people and the hard work and the sweat and the toil and the hours and the risk capital and all that crap is what makes the country great and not the government that has been inefficient, ineffective blob that is now going to spend over about $7 trillion of our hard-earned dollars and continue and c- can continue to not be able to balance their checkbook 
You get my point? If government ever did things right, I'd applaud them. I've yet to see it. You have a great evening. Drive carefully. When you get home, do like we do. Quite the simple. You all make sure you hug your children. Night night all. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.